Auto One Podcast Network. You're listening to Creative Writing, the motorcycle podcast that's like riding through the rain in wool pants and only wool pants. We're brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. For more information, head over to patreon.com forward slash creative writing. We don't know why they support us, but you should. Now, to your regularly scheduled show, and don't turn it off this time. Don't, just stop. Can anybody hear me? There we are. I hear myself, so hopefully you can hear me. This is Junkmeister. Welcome back to another fabulous episode of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. Although for me, it should probably be the Creative Writing Spacecraft Podcast. I believe this is episode 215. And uh, if you listened to last week's show, uh, you heard I'm in space. I have escaped the COVID-19 uh, nightmare by um, not, I wouldn't say I shanghaied, but I kind of borrowed, I stowed away maybe on a little SpaceX thing, a little SpaceX test launch they had. Uh, what I didn't know is that it was just a practice run. And unfortunately, the pod that carried all my, all the stuff I had brought with me, so like my motorcycles and my kids, and all my fun stuff like my guitar and everything else, it um, I had a comm link going with Wiggins and like the thing detached uh, right before we impacted some trash too. So thank goodness. And uh, I did get some sort of message from my wife. I don't know how she got it to me, but everybody, every, everybody's there safe um, at, back in Southern California. And so I'm adrift. It is kind of creepy up here. It's very quiet, as you can tell. Everything has turned off, and uh, the noise is de- the silence. I should say the noise is n- non-existent. The silence is deafening, and uh, all I have with me is what I had in my hand when things went sideways, which is my computer and my sound effect machine. Yeah. So, yeah. Welcome to Creative Writing. I hope all of you are well. I finally know what it's like, actually, to be in proper quarantine. And I think I fully understand those of you who live in the uh, parts of the world, wherever it may be, and and looking down, I, I, I would say below me, but it's not below me. It's over to the side of me now. Um, I think I'm kind of free free spinning a little bit too. It's kind of creepy. But uh, some days I wake up and I think I'm in, you know, I don't know where I am. Not sure if I'm going to slam into the asteroid belt or 
you know, hit Mars or what. And then I realized, oh, I'm still pretty close to Earth. Like, just it wasn't in front of me. It was like behind me. So I had to like, go look out this other window. So at any rate, I hope you're all doing well. Uh, I don't want to make this all about space because uh, this isn't the space podcast yet. We'll see how long. I don't know if this thing, I have no idea. There's so many buttons. This, I thought my mixing board was hard to figure out. And looking around in here, there's more buttons. Not quite as many as on a 2020 Africa Twin or like a 2019 Africa Twin, but there's a lot of buttons. Actually, there's probably less buttons in this craft than on a one of the new Gold Wings. If you go look at the center console of those babies and then figure that the uh, passenger seats and all that stuff has a bunch of stuff too. And there's less... Uh, fuckery going on in this thing than on the uh, Harley-Davidson um, GTS Boom like infotainment system. So at any rate, I guess it's not that complicated, but there's so many buttons in here. I don't know what they do. What I did learn is don't press the red button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't press the red button ever. If you're on a vehicle that has a red button, do not press it. <sighs> okay, well... I'd like to say, first off, I think this is episode 215. I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're all not going crazy. And if you are, guess what? I'm now going crazy with you. I am in the ultimate, um, so, so, like, well, I would say self-quarantine, but that's not even, that's not even the right. <laughs> I'm in solitary confinement. And by solitary, I meant solitary. I kind of sneezed on my own saliva there for a second but I did I managed to find some space beer uh, it's not very doesn't get you very drunk what's this tang brand I've never heard of it but it's called tang sounds like it <laughs> might get you a little piece but guess what it's not doesn't seem very alcoholic and the food is terrible in this thing I think they were gonna send a dog up to space so that's kind of what I've been living on is space dog food for the last week. And I hope I return home next week. I'm not even 100% sure. Uh, there's not even a calendar on this thing or a compass. I guess that'd be useless out here in space, which kind of gave me these space thoughts. Let me take a drink of this tang. Mm. Mm-hmm. Kind of fizzy. That hits a uh, fizzy, citrusy. That hits the spot, though. So let me tell you what the very first thing I thought of when I got out here to space was. First off, I look back at Earth and I think, what a beautiful place. You know, it's awesome down there or over there, wherever the hell it is in relation to me, under me, over me. I don't know at this point. But at nighttime, I've been seeing a lot of little lights. And I think it's amazing that you can see from space the parts of the Earth that are lit up. But I'm seeing it even in the daytime. And I figure... I finally figured out what it was actually through this magnificent, you know, 860 millimeter lens that's out here on the observation deck. It's all the freaking tinfoil hats that everybody has on right now. Yeah, I know there's a lot of stuff going around <laughs> about the coronavirus and all these weird conspiracy theories. And I'd like to say that right now, the world is like just especially America. I don't know about anywhere else, but I've been getting some satellite feeds once in a while. I think they <clears throat> bounce off the left wing. Maybe that's what I'm in. Maybe I'm in a communication satellite and I just didn't realize it. Maybe I'm stuck up here for now, but there's been a lot of stuff that will just bounce in for a little bit. I get random news reports, random radio stations, talk radio, this and that. 
let me just tell you, you guys back down there, I kind of feel a little bit blessed that I can count myself not even in international waters, but dude, there's no laws out here. I can think what I want. Hell, I'm naked right now. And uh, you can't give me a ticket for it because because <laughs> you don't have authority over me, all right? So now that I'm free and clear and able to think straight out here in space, that ironic, I have no idea. But I'm looking back at all these tinfoil hats down there and all the crazy people. And I think back, if only people had <laughs> taken things more seriously and quit blaming uh, a whole bunch of stuff, this would already be over. Well, not really. I shouldn't say that. I can say what I want because I'm in space. Hey, I killed a guy. Can I say that? Yeah, you can't prosecute me. I'm in space. Um, but yeah, I. It's just funny. I'm getting. I'm getting some new. What I feel are fresh perspectives down here, and I think all you need to um, throw your tinfoil hats away. And let me tell you, there's real aliens you need to be worried <laughs> worried about, and real conspiracy theories, and uh, just get get over the coronavirus one. Um, my first thought when I got out to space was, man, all the people were talking about, about it. And if it really was a thing, don't you think that pharmaceutical companies would have already had an antidote magically concocted that they could sell to everybody? Yeah, that's right. That's my own tinfoil theory is why you should believe it's a real thing. Cause if it was a stage thing, people would already had the antidote for it. Come on. Think with your alien brain, like that guy that (laughs) just passed me in the the green guy that just passed me with the real big eyes told me. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I, I, I did start having weird space thoughts out here all by myself, though. Not even a motorcycle to work on, no guitar to play. Like, this is the worst prison. So the very first space thought I had is, where the hell are you going to park up here? Like, there's, there's literally... It's that thing where you're overwhelmed. You get the you get the menu at your favorite restaurant and there's too many choices or you go to a bike dealership with like 10 grand and at first you knew what you wanted when you walked in there and now you're like, dude, I got 10 grand. Like I could have this, 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 this. Like uh, I'm sure there's a French term or a Latin term for it, but it's that thing where you become overwhelmed by your, your newly defined choices, right? So um, yeah. And you, and you don't have clear focus anymore. So that's what I was thinking. Where the hell do you park? Like you're literally out here in infinite space. You're in an, you're in an undefined, you know, I don't even know which ways up or down or backwards. I don't know if I've traveled through time. You know what I mean? Like this is, it, it's all new out here. And where do you park? <laughs> is it necessary to park? No, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, another thing was, um, how far can I see? Out here in space, I could tell you it's pretty dark, so I can't tell you exactly how far I can see, but I can see a lot of shit. Like, yeah, yeah, I can see a lot of shit, man. And I'm just wondering, you know, on Earth, you get blocked by atmosphere and you get blocked by physical things like buildings and trees and mountains. And eventually, uh, you know, the curve of the earth. Yeah. There's a curve you suckers. Um, yeah. So I don't know out here. I could, I'm guessing like visibility in LA was like, you know, five miles, 10 miles on a good day. <laughs> oh, out here. Uh, I'm blind and I can see five miles. I cause I'm looking at like, 
I'm looking about 14,000 miles ahead of me right now, I think, at the nearest uh, piece of space junk out here. And I'm pretty sure that I can see like a bajillion. I think like a bajillion is a real word, and I think I can see that far. So that's another thing I'm thinking out here in space. How far can I see, man? This is crazy. And that's why the metaphor of like having a different sense, a perspective, and a new vision, I think is real for me. That's why it went to my head. Another another space thought I had, these are kind of like stoner thoughts or shower thoughts, but since there's no weed and no shower in the spacecraft, I just have to go with space thoughts. So here's my other one I had. I wonder what the price of a bike and toilet paper is back down there on Earth. I don't know the current situation of things, so I don't know if things are as bad as we were joking about when I first launched out here. But are, are people trading? Are people um, getting hunted down uh, for, for their toilet paper yet? Uh, or did it turn to something weird like milk? You know what I'm saying? And now cow, there's going to be a cow shortage because vegans and PETA... <laughs> are, are running around oh no because uh, like the swine flu there's going to be a bovine flu and we're going to have to kill every cow and now there won't be leathers for racing anymore and no milk is it, is that is owning a cow going to be the new thing did did the guy from Rusty Butcher like have us all beat on this so that's my other th- space thought what's the price of a bike and toilet paper and is toilet paper even the new commodity it's been a couple of weeks since I've been up here, and I've, from what I've been hearing, the numbers are increasing, so I'm sure the situation down there is increasing. So let me know how things are going. Uh, another thing I thought, I thought of. Right before I bailed, I saw this uh, blind spot detector for motorcycles, and it got me thinking out here where there's literally no blind spots except for your own spacecraft like you can see in all directions. Is a blind spot detector worth it on a motorcycle? Um, And here's my thoughts on that. After being trapped up here, being trapped like people in the north, even though I think that I was talking to um, Chris Singsheim before I launched up here as well, and it seems like California and and Wisconsin had swapped uh, climates for a short time because up there it was like, I don't know, 60 degrees and it was like 40 and raining here. And I was like, when did Wisconsin become SoCal and vice versa? Right. So, uh, I get it. You don't get out and ride for a few months and you may be a little rusty the first few weeks you get on the road. Well, now I think this coronavirus is the great, I don't want to keep using the term great equalizer because it's not the great equalizer, but it has put us all in perspective of other uh, viewpoints, which we might not have seen. Like now everybody knows what it's like to be agoraphobic and everybody knows what it's like to be, um, you know, an introvert where you had to, where you stay in at home and playing with your cats. And it's, is it going to be funny if you didn't have cats before and now you have cats? So what if, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg, the, uh, staying at home or the cat lady, you know, the cat or the cat lady, I guess. Um, yeah. So that's another thing. It, uh, there's no blind spots. Well, I don't even know how, how did I get on that tangent? Anyways, this blind spot detector. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's how it got on this whole thing. It's because I was talking to Sing Syme, you know, climates had switched, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, yeah, you don't get out on your bike for a while in certain places around the globe. Um, and I'm only familiar with North America, so I'm just going to keep it there. Yeah, 
north of, um, you know, close to the Canadian border and up, there's a period of time where you can't go outside without your snot freezing to the inside of your eyelids. That's how cold it is. The mucous membranes that start up high freeze all the way down. Uh, And I get it that you might be a little rusty when you come back out. But are you are you that rusty where you need a blind spot detector on a for your motorcycle? And this is what got me thinking about it. I don't know who's buying this thing. Um, if you go, let me see if I have my notes here. Nope, I don't even have. How am I gonna? I don't get internet up here. What the hell? What was I thinking? But anyway, I it's like blindspotdetector.com or something or motorcycleblindspot.com, something like that. If you go to that. And look at their uh, their little dealio. I was looking at this right before I left. Literally, it should be fresh in my mind. But there's, as you can imagine, being out here alone in space, there's other things on my mind, like this crappy space beer called Tang. Um, so yeah. Anyway, it was like eight hundred bucks or something like that, and it was like a motorcycle blind spot detector. I want to know who needs a blind spot detector on a motorcycle where you don't have any A pillars or B pillars. And if you don't, if you're not familiar with the car, the A pillar is the one that um, even convertibles have them. They are the pillar that comes up from your like where your front door is and goes back uh, to the top of the windshield and connects to the roof if you have a roof. The B pillar is the one right behind you where the door closes, and when you close your door and it um, stays shut, that's the lock, the latch is right there. That's your B pillar. And then some cars have C and D and E pillars if they're minivans or you know SUVs and stuff like that. But those two pillars are your blind spots. And then your back window. So you got the rear view mirror. Of course, on bikes, you have two rear view mirrors, I guess, as side mirrors. But pretty much on a car, I don't have a fancy car, but all my blind spots are covered at least with my mirrors. Now, on a bike... I've got no roof. I've got my um, helmet, but you got your eyebrows. You know what I mean? Like if you're riding without a helmet, you still have to like turn your head to look. You still can't look straight up. So my helmet does not block anything. I always check my blind spots when I'm riding or at least my mirrors. And then you've got this like great, like almost like 180 degree view from your peripheral vision. I think that, um, I think a human actually has <laughs> Sorry, the ventilation system up here is not great. This tang, yeah. And that tang, not very good either. I'm going to put that aside for a minute. But anyway, as a human, I'm pretty sure you, that you have like a 270-degree field of view. I just made that number up. That's probably not even a real thing. But who doesn't check their blind spots when they're riding motorcycles, right? And so I'm wondering, is it really necessary to have a motorcycle blind spot detector? How many people are getting caught out all the time on motorcycles, uh, are changing lanes into cars, or don't realize a car is there? I would say this is the reason why I hate cars and why I, it's a double-edged sword for me. Do you, uh, the, It's the same thing. Um, a company hit me up a few years ago when I very first started the podcast um, with the mirrors that... Um, when you crouch down, you can't see out of your mirrors anymore. Mirrors are pretty much fixed on every bike, right? So this company was developing a mirror that when you tuck down to get more aerodynamic, whether you're doing it for speed or whether you're doing it for comfort or whether you're doing it for gas mileage, 
you can now see because your mirrors tilt down with you and bring that. Um, you don't have to pop up into the wind to look in your mirror or you don't have to have your mirror pointed down. Then when you sit up, you can't see anything. And it solved the problem of not having like two foot tall mirrors on your motorcycle. The mirrors move with you. And I don't know how it worked because they were basically a vaporware company. They were trying to get interest in their product before they made it. And maybe they're in a closet somewhere still working on it. But as far as I know, it's, it's it was vaporware. And so I never responded to them. I was like, you know, if you got a product, let me see it. But if not, like, you know, go bark up someone else's podcast. So blind spot detectors, for me, are the same sort of thing as this mirror. Like, why not just put little... Um, circular stick-on mirrors if you really are that uh, uh, concerned about not being able to see your whole mirror or you're tucking down and you can't take one second to like look up or pop up into your mirror or turn your head to look in your blind spots, right? And if you don't want cops coming up behind you and surprising you or a car surprising you in your blind spot, fucking look once in a while, right? So this blind spot detection thing... And the moving mirrors, all this stuff is a double-edged sword for me because it's the reason I hate the fact that we're like letting machines make stuff easier for us because now we don't we don't do it. And it has haptics, like little lights light up when a car comes. It's also the reason that I love that for cars. Cars aren't looking out for motorcycles all the time. So when I see that I'm splitting lanes or I'm coming up next to a car and their little mirror light goes off, yay, I'm so excited for that. Should cars be excited to see um, a light go off on a motorcycle so that they know we know we're there? First off, hell no, we should be passing every car, <laughs> right? On one wheel if possible and giving them the bird according to some websites but uh, and some motorcyclists. But, that I mean, that ain't me. And I get pla- passed by plenty of cars and plassed by penny of cars. But I get... I get passed by lots of people. You know, I, I have no desire to do 95 on the freeway all damn day. Like my my gas tank can't take it. Like I'd like to actually get somewhere and um you know, not spend $45, not spend the same amount in my car as I would on my motorcycle. That's part of the reason I take a bike. So, I'm always aware of what's around me, right? So, of course I am getting past, but I only really need to check my blind spots or worry about my blind spots when uh I'm about to change lanes. You know, if there's a car coming up next to me, I'm going to see it. My helmet, like like I said, I can see damn near behind my head. I have eyes mostly on the side of my head, though. I know not everybody does. Not every human has eyes as far apart as mine are. Um, and they're kind of saggy and droopy, too, so they kind of see down and behind me. Um, but maybe that's why I have a 270-degree view. Actually, I just thought of that. Maybe that's why. Maybe you only have 180 degrees, but that's still pretty damn good. Tilt your head just a little bit, and that makes up three feet on either side of you that you can see behind you now. And if you turn it like 90 degrees, guess what? You're seeing directly behind you on your six. Uh, So there's no reason for motorcyclists to need this stuff. However, in fairness, the, the ad was like, yeah, now motorcycles have the same technology as cars. And I know that is a big... I think it might be with the AMA. They were doing a big push for like, you know, to have motorcycles included with this new technology that's coming on board. And I know that KTM, or well, I know that Bosch is working with um, LIDARs and radars for motorcycles to detect blind spots and corners and all this crap, 
why can't we just be better motorcyclists? But at the same time, I get it that I'm speaking like an ass because I love it when I see cars with this stuff. Why, why do we think car drivers are idiots, but we think we're so great, yet most motorcycle crashes, or a good portion of them at least, are the rider's fault or even a solo crash? So I get it, but I don't know if this stuff is necessary. And I saw it not only with this aftermarket system that's like 800 bones, I think there's different better stuff you could spend 800 bucks on. We interviewed one, Tebow from Raylier. I think a light-up jacket with brake lights all over the jacket is a much better thing to make you more visible if that's what cars are worried about. I don't think cars are worried about us noticing that they're there. I think they're more worried about us because in certain states you can split lanes. And in a lot more you can filter now. So, And I think even before this bullshit thing happened. Before I blasted out here into space, I know there was a few states that had it on the books, but now that this shit's happened, let's just say that all laws for all people and practices have probably been put six months in the dark, so or six months back from where we hope they were. So at any rate, um, yeah, what do you think? Send an email out to creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com or just go to our Facebook page and hit the email button and it'll send it right to us. That's one that that's two clicks. Click on Facebook cuz I know you probably already have it and then click on uh email. That's two clicks. Then you have to do all that typing. I know you're lazy even though you have all the time in the world because you're staying at home and you're working from home. Uh yeah. Let me see. What do I have in my notes here? Before I blast it out here into space, guess what? Uh, in February Unemployment hit a 50-year all-time low. Hell yeah. February 21st, baby, that was the day, son. That's the day you should put down on your calendars as best day in the world day. And I'm not sure if it's globally that uh, the unemployment was down, but for definitely for the United States. And a lot of countries were doing better than us already, so I'm pretty sure that globally, February 21st, expect and expect, except... Hey, wait, let me check the alcoholic volume of this tang. Yeah, it's pretty low. Um, Maybe space is making me talk funny. It is getting, I am running out of oxygen. (laughs) Um, The only place where February 21st wasn't a bitchin' bang on day and you were banging it in your whip was in um, (laughs) Hubei Province, China. Whoa! And then, lo and behold, the next uh, one month later, and we're at a fucking all-time uh, high for unemployment in the United States. And I can only imagine other countries that have been on lockdown before us. So, and especially China. So yeah, we went from a 50 year all time low in February to March. My notes say 40 bazillion unemployments. And I think I should, uh, cross that out and say, we got all the unemployments. So I hope that you're safe. If you're listening to this, I hope that you're at least, getting like welfare or something. I hope you're getting like unemployment. I shouldn't say welfare. I hope your welfare and being is good, but I hope that you're getting some unemployment or you're furloughed uh, with with or without pay. I just hope you have a job to come back to, uh, which is pissing me off, man. Dr. K, if you are a patron, I don't think anybody that's not a patron can get these episodes, but if you're a patron, you can go back and listen to our early shows. And Dr. K came on quite a few times And that asshole, I was talking to him the other day, and I was like, dude, you used to work 
this is like right, he got laid off right before I blasted into space. And he works in Las Vegas of all fucking places. A, a city that basically requires um, people to have extra income. <laughs> and a city that runs on uh, people's expendable extra income. And depends on millions and millions of people coming in day in and day out. Thus, like, the exposure rate going off the chain. So he sent me a picture from Las Vegas, and it looked like a goddamn ghost town. It was so insane. It was like that picture of New York Square where there's, like, no pigeons out because there's nobody feeding them. Like, it's even the birds are staying out in New York and Italy and all that shit, right? So Vegas was the same way. I couldn't believe the buffet. This is the first time I've ever seen a buffet down there at the... uh, the Golden Nugget, empty. You know how old people love buffets, and old people love the Golden Nugget down there in downtown Las Vegas. Both empty. And uh, Garrett, I mean, you know, the caveat to that is that most old people aren't coming out anymore. So maybe the Golden Nugget's a bad example. But also, Treasure Island, you know, Gold Coast, there's nobody. And they're shut. I guess the uh, hotel, the hotels are open for people that were there, but the casinos are shut down. And Vegas is shut down for 30 days, he said. So I, that's when I blasted off. So there's at least a couple weeks left. But that a-hole, I was like, listen, man, you used to, you have like a medical certificate. Why aren't you working? Like they're begging people with medical experience to go and, uh, you know, get off your fucking video game playing ass. That's probably what he's doing. And get out there and, um, and he's a patron of the show too, so... <laughs> If you're listening to this, yeah, buddy, you could keep your money this month. No, don't don't do that. I want double the money because uh, <laughs> I, I I want you to get out there and do something useful. Um, but anyway, he has not only does he have warehouse experience, and Amazon is hiring like you know Amazon's overwhelmed right now, as are grocery stores to some degree. But the thing is, is that's going to cool off. After this shit's all over, you can consider it like seasonal hiring instead of for Christmas, though. It's for COVID. Yeah, way, way. Maybe we should have Black Friday sales for COVID. I don't know, whatever. But I guess what I'm getting at is that, like, if you're unemployed and you're like, he's looking a gift horse in the mouth, he's got all these skills. He worked where he worked at a warehouse, he worked delivery, he has a medical certificate all within like the last five years. Uh, well, the warehouse was a while ago, but you get what I'm saying. Like he's he's got warehouse stuff. Well, and if you consider Home Depot a warehouse, I think he worked there part time for a little bit on top of his uh, Vegas job, uh, which might as well be stripper at this point. Like you're you're all shut down. Um, but dude, if you've got three things that people are begging for right now, what the fuck, man? Get out there and get your ass. You're gonna be begging for a job in like two weeks, you idiot. Like I have people in the movie business right now that are well off because they work in fucking Hollywood and it's like scale, union, pay, all that bullshit. But they're like, you know, I would get out and pick up trash for five dollars. Like, you know, they've got the hustle, man. They've got the hustle, they've got the grind. And they've also got two kids. And so they're like, you know, I would literally pick up trash if people paid me $5 an hour to do it. Because in this time, they're used to, when you work in Hollywood, you never know when the next movie's going to come along and then get shit canned. And maybe uh, you have to go work commercials for a little bit or like, you know what I'm saying? So you got to live in the moment. And I just don't think he's living in the moment. And Dr. K, I'm pretty disappointed. That's why, partially why you got fired off the show. Um, 
you know nothing about motorcycles was the first part, but also these wasted opportunities. Could you imagine the media f- like mogul that creative writing could have been if Dr. K had been doing the job that I had been um, paying him to do instead of sitting around playing video games and um, looking at drone footage on Instagram? Like, come on. So anyway, Dr. K, fuck you. Thank you for your Patreon subscription. <laughs> um, yeah. So get out there. I hope I hope that you are, if you're unemployed right now, I hope you have a job to go back to. If you are technically, quote, like laid off, um, if you're able to work from home, then I hope you're still doing that and it's going good. I know Wiggins and I are working from home. I think anybody that is able to push a button and like connect to a computer is working at home. Um I know my wife is teaching from home, and I believe Wiggins' uh, wife will be teaching from home um, whenever that comes around. A lot of teachers teaching from home. <laughs> There's like a funny meme going around of like the Titanic sinking, and it's all, this is this current world. And then like the people playing on the, the band playing as the ship goes down is like, this is the teachers. <laughs> it's pretty true. Uh, they have to do it no matter what. And the schools are closed now for the rest of the, the uh, school year here in Southern California. So, And I think most of California. So wherever you're at, uh, I'm guessing it's the same. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. And so if you don't have a motorcycle to ride... I feel super bad. Uh, if you do, like I feel bad for myself because they all shot off with the, uh, they detached with the other half of this capsule last week. And so I have nothing to do. I can't even ride my motorcycle around the cabin in here. Not that it would have been fun anyway, uh, you know, pumping carbon dioxide into the precious few hours of air I have left. But uh, it would have been something. So I have a challenge that I want to say. If you, um, you know, last week's weekly challenge that I posted up was, uh, scheduled, obviously I was already in space when it, when it posted up, but I scheduled it a week before to post up your, your best, uh, virus, um, or, or apocalypse, um, attire. And the only guy that I saw that replied was this guy, Lawrence Opio that follows us on, on our Facebook page. But if you go over to our Facebook page, um, where you can reply with the picture, fuck you, Instagram, and pretty much fuck you, Reddit. Uh, if you go over to our Facebook page and, and plop your picture there, I took a picture with uh, with my NIOSH mask and my safety goggles and an old helmet I have. I think I look pretty pimp. And then he posted up sort of the same, like, yeah, get out, man. Get your helmets on, get your gloves on, get some protective layers on, and go ride your motorcycle if you can. If you're on a lockdown, which I know everybody is now, and I haven't been writing, um, go out and buy your essentials. Now, the more you expose yourself, the worse off you're going to be. So, I wouldn't recommend like going out all the time. <clears throat> all the time, I'd recommend staying home actually, and just thinking, dreaming, reading some motorcycle books, and I'll have some of those to tell you. I mean, probably need to write that down because I need to tell you that. To, I'll probably forget. Space does weird things to your brain, but um. I'll try to remember the, what good books I had that I could recommend. And I probably have recommended the same ones before. But now that you're listening to me because you're actually stuck, yeah, go ahead and listen. Um, so, yeah, I wondered this. This is another space thought, sort of. I wonder if motorcycles are going to be popular like they were after World War One and World War Two. 
And I realized that those were popular because everything got destroyed and this virus isn't destroying everything. It's destroying people's jobs and livelihoods and it's kind of slowing things down. But physically, it's not like the Luftwaffe bombing everything or uh, B-52s dropping uh, atomic bombs on your country. And so I get that like people may not need motorcycles to get around, but I'm just wondering if since they're cheaper... If we're going to see more of them, huh? Because when gas prices spiked, like right in 2008 or whatever, they were a lot cheaper. I mean, I saw a lot more of them on the road because they were cheaper and gas prices were so high. Well, right before I blasted off into space, I know that Iran and Russia had gone into um, a huge battle over oil prices. And I guess they were going to try and like hurt our uh like the shell oil or fracking, whatever, you know, they were going to try and do to undermine those prices. And then like, it all just went to hell. I know the gas was like 50 cents a gallon. I know you can get a gallon of gas for about a 12th of the cost of a gallon of beer. And so I'm going to start filling my, I'm going to start drinking gas probably. It's way cheaper than drinking beer anymore. But yeah, finally a gallon of gas is, um, cheaper than a gallon of, uh, Hmm. I don't know. You tell me. Um, that's it. What did I do? Oh yeah. So I wonder if bikes are going to be more popular. I doubt it just because, um, people still have their cars and now that gas is cheap. Maybe it'll stay cheap after all this bullshit goes on. Um, I did see that, uh, I didn't talk, I didn't get my route 66 ride. I was just about to talk about it. I think when uh, the craft blew up last week. So I think I should talk about that. And then, I do want to give you a ride challenge based on maintenance. So this week's or last week's ride challenge, what or uh, I don't know, weekly challenge, I guess we'll call it. Maybe I can. Um, I think I made a graphic for it before I left. Maybe I'll post it up on our Facebook page. But yeah, this week was coronavirus uh, outbreak. Where next week is going to be this because I do want you guys. I know there's going to be no riding. I already talked about it. I know how you feel now when you have to winterize your bike and put them away. And I wonder if you're rusty, you know, when you get back out on the roads. So this week's challenge, because I'm going to um, advocate for no non-essential riding, uh, even if it is keeping you socially distant from stuff, um, do this. If you have to go get something, take your bike to get it. And you need 10 things. I wouldn't recommend 10 trips because that's like taking 10 rides out onto the minefield hoping you don't get blown up just for the hell of it. Why not just make one trip and come back? But if you do need something small and you live up by yourself or something, go get it on your bike. You know what I'm saying? Take a big backpack. How's that? Get out, do that essential ride. But if you don't need to do any essential riding, which I'm guessing like 95% of us don't, and you want to do your part to you know stay at home anyway, do this, man. Uh, start your bike up, check the tire pressure, Make sure your battery has been on the trickle charger. Check the oil. Squeeze the brakes. Look at the fluid. Look at your radiator fluid. Smell your gas. Because if your gas is starting to stink, you're, you're already too late, right? And for those of you that winterize your bike, you probably have some special thing where you probably drain the gas um, first, th- you know, first thing before you even run your motor. I don't know how you guys do it to keep your tanks from rusting out. You fill it up all the way, hopefully, or you empty it all the way and then... F- spray copious amounts of Crisco or 
cooking spray inside. I don't know what the hell you guys do. Fog it with something that doesn't let the rust form. Um, but I do, all I know is that for this week, that I want the challenge to be that you get out and do something with your motorcycle because you may not be riding yet. Uh, to at least get it started, smell it, sit on it, rock it back and forth, feel the weight of it, get yourself back in that zone. Uh, because if you weren't already sitting there for wintertime, you've been sitting there now because of self-quarantine or lockdowns or whatever. So I don't want you to be that rusty nail. <laughs> that gives you flat tires. What, what makes you crash because you're inexperienced? I don't want you to be that noob out there um, who's really dusting the cobwebs off because you've been sitting literally for three months longer than you normally would have been because of this stupid virus. So get out there, rock the bike back and forth between your legs. Hell, tip it over and pick it up. Practice picking it up if you never have before. I do that sometimes with my bikes. Um, of course, I have a spare bike that doesn't run that I do that with, but uh, some, most of us aren't that lucky. But you can do it with a good bike if you just do it on something. Put it down nice and easy. Pick it up nice and easy. Um, so yeah, practice all this stuff. Check all the stuff. Check your chain. Check your tires. Um, check your spark plugs. Do weird stuff that you never checked before. Uh, yeah, and and if you have an inline four, get in there and check them plugs. I know you're probably gonna have to like pull a bunch of fairings off or dig in there underneath a bunch of crap. But go ahead and do it. We got who knows how long, much longer um, before you. Uh, get a ride again so you might as well do it and do it good so yeah this week's weekly challenge is to go out and do all the checks on your bike do something maintenance related if you have a big enough driveway drive it around in a circle or a quick figure eight brush up on your motorcycle skills and make sure your motorcycle is in operating order because you don't want this thing to end and then you get out there and you're on foul gas and shitty plugs and flat not only flat, but flat spotted tires. Like you don't want to do all that. Um, so yeah, this week's challenge is that do, do a maintenance, uh, event on your bike for lack of a better term. Um, check everything out, do a trickle chart or check those batteries. I know they've been sitting all winter and now, like I said, three months longer, uh, it's, uh, just a, something to do. Cause I know once, my fantasy is that once this thing's over, billions of bikes are out on the road because they're like, yes, finally. But also so are billions of cars, right? So, And then billions of gas dollars will probably increase, uh, increase the prices. So buy now. Oh, that was another thing I was going to say. If you have storage containers, buy now. Like if you have race gas containers, I know they're usually like five gallons, 10 gallons if you get the huge ones, but... Um, right now's the time to do it, man. Like go out there and stock up while gas is only a nickel. You haven't, you'll never hear people say that since like the 1940s, like back when gas is a nickel. Um, so yeah, go do it. Go, go stock up and, and, uh, fill up as many containers as you can with the good stuff. Get the, get the best octane you can or the best that your bike runs on. And, um, yeah, get it now while it's cheap and store it. And, uh, it shouldn't break down before this is over, hopefully, you know, um, what else do I have here? Oh yeah. Bike challenge. Oh yeah. Did I already say the bike prices in toilet paper? I think I did. Um, I know this week was April fools. I wasn't on earth to, uh, enjoy it. So I'm, I want to know what your guys favorite. April, did you guys do April fools? A lot of people, um, I'm assuming had trouble since you're in a closed space or you didn't go to the office to prank somebody if you're not a non-essential worker. So did you prank someone around your house? 
I think I threw this down to our patrons. Did you know what do you do? Do you do the old uh, uh, clear clear saran style wrap? I don't. Oh, cellophane wrap for you know not not to use a, a uh, copyrighted brand. Do you use cellophane food wrap over the toilet bowl so they can't see it? Then when they go to pee or take a dump, it just bounces right back up on them. Yeah, that's one of my faves. Um, or butter on the kitchen floor. Nobody. That one's kind of fun. Watch people break their teeth on the kitchen floor. Um, one of our patrons said um, chili pepper on your girl's tampon. I don't know. Uh, that's not something I would ever pull in my house <laughs> if I wanted to wake up alive the next day. Uh, plus, with people <laughs> needing, uh, you know, people being encouraged not to ride because you're taking up a hospital bed if you crash, chili pepper on the tampon, probably not the best one now. Maybe next April Fool's if there's no no uh, high stress demand on the medical field, but not one I would ever pick for myself, but also not one I would pick this year. <laughs> maybe maybe do it to next year if that's your sort of prank. Um but yeah, did you guys have any fun pranks? Let us know. Hit us up at creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, or you can go to, yeah, just do it there. Yeah, just do it there. There's, I, uh, I was trying to think where else we have emails at. We don't. And then um, I haven't heard from Wiggins since last week when our comm link broke. Uh, unfortunately, half the ship broke when the spaceship dis- disconnected. And so I can't set up a comm link with him again. Um, but if you want to reach out and do Ask Wigs, I'm sure his weekly Wiggins are coming out, and I'm sure they've got you rolling because he just loves to rant. He's doing a bunch of funny stuff. Fortunately, I don't get it up here in space. So uh, I'm not even sure if these are making it down. Uh, I am glad that all the buzzes and hums and stuff are, are gone in a way because it was kind of loud in here. But now that they're gone, it's like definitely quiet deafeningly quiet is that that's a oxy that's not oxymoron that's irony i think um what else do i have on my list here i just i had to scribble it down on whatever this it looks like instructions on how to get back to earth but i don't really know it's written in fancy speak so uh, hopefully i didn't scribble all over oh my god i think (laughs) i think these were I think these were the directions on how to fly the ship, and I scribbled notes all over them. Oh, no. Oh, no. Crap. Well, with that, I want to say that this has been creative writing. I'm going to go and try and figure these out. Uh, let me know what's going on. Let me, uh, if I can figure a way to set up a comm link with you guys, I will. In the meantime, I will try to get a, a signal back to the guys there at, uh, headquarters and see if they can put like a cool, um, like a discord chat up for everybody. We'll keep the, the patron one the same. But uh, we'll put a Discord up for everybody so you can talk amongst yourselves. Maybe you guys can, like, somebody can figure out how to get me some, um, figure out the directions. Maybe somebody knows somebody at SpaceX. Somebody can contact, uh, I think Scott Jones from Noise Racing still works there. See if he's got a buddy in the schematics department that can, like, obviously not email or fax because that doesn't come up here, but maybe they can bounce a signal off this left wing out here and get it to come in here uh, and print off some. Maybe there is a printer on board here. Um, but anyway, that's uh, that's that. I might set up a Discord channel, um, you know, get in touch and have that happen so everybody can chat. Uh, and 
what else? Uh, the Cove Bab. I started a group called Cove Bab 20 right before I launched out into space. I guess that's going to get canceled due to coronavirus. Who knew a virtual bike show going to get canceled due to coronavirus just because I'm out here and I can't moderate? I don't even know. I can't even look at our Facebook page, so I don't know what's happening. Um, but mysteriously, I can get emails sent from it. So go ahead and do that. Cove Bab 20 uh, canceled due to coronavirus because, like I said, can't moderate it and can't do anything with it and check and see and see how it's doing or even see if I posted it to the public. I don't know. But um, so that's done. Uh, get out and do the stuff on your bike as far as like, um, st- uh, you know, doing the maintenance on it and all that great stuff. And then uh, I guess maybe if this makes it to you, I hope we'll get to you next week and uh, we can yak next week. Um, and I hope to hear from you soon. All right, everybody. With that, uh, ride space and take asteroid. Yeah, yeah. What's this button do? You're listening to Motorcast. She goes down at the top end of the racetrack, tumbling through the finish line area. Truly horrifying stuff. This is. Oh no, it's just a huge high side. Oh. Oh, oh he's gone down. Oh, big crash at the back of the field. There, oh. there you go. Uh, Disappointing for him. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh, David. Oh, my oh. God. Wow. Yes, it is. Oh, no. my goodness me. Oh, and that's Simon gone down. Sofromilu gone down. Wow. Wow. Oh, and the bike. Oh, that Ooh. is a horrific cra- crash here. Bike in the middle of the track. Oh. oh. Well, I'm just going down here now. Oh. Massive moment for this crash. Oh, okay, Lorenzo, that's a huge Big high side, snapped him right off. Just saw the guy and there goes Stoner. That's a huge high side from Casey Stoner. Who are we on board with there? It's Andrea Vizioso. And down goes Baltista. There's a huge pile down into turn one. Rossi goes down. Sorry, Simon, we're going to have to cut in. We have to cut in. Davizioso, Lorenzo and Pedrosa are all down. Oh, Marcus, it stayed on. He saved that one unbelievably on his knee. Whoa! And he tried to hold. Oh, and there's a bike in the middle. That looks like pop-off. Yeah, the bike in the middle of the track. Let's have a look. Whoa! Just caught the rear of Alexi. Oh, Oh, Samuels, that is coming out. Juan Mir to close in. Oh, Mir's down! Oh, and so is Mir. They're all down. down. Something must be down on circuit. What's going on here? Absolute carnage. Absolute carnage here. A right old whack on his head. The engine casing is getting a pasting. And oh, blimey. Dalaport is so... Opa, mais um. Ih, rapaz, foi atropelado. Ai, pô. Olha, que sério, que sério, 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 foi atropelado. Ai, ai, mais um. Oh, and he captures front. And down go the two leaders. There goes Hawk. Oh, oh, no, that was huge. Absolutely massive. Yeah. How many times have we seen that crash this weekend? Oh, look at that. Oh. Is Petrucci coming out of the... Wow, look at the Pramacher. Et chute derrière. Oh, voilà, ah, ouais, gros, voilà, il y a beaucoup de monde. Il y a Xavier Siméon, il y a Xavier Vierge. Ah, du... ah oui, oh, oui, alors effectivement. Euh... Oh, that's Mike going down. Oh. oh, my goodness. Taking Schrotter. Oh, my God. That's that so is huge. a big crash crash. That is... Oh, no. Loses it, wipes out Guevara. Some irgendwo kommen ein paar Tropfen runter. Uiuiui. Ui, ui.
Oh, 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 oh. Oh, and a terrible accident there. Oh, and let's hope he's okay. Hello? Hello? There I am. God, I don't know what that button did. Uh, I was just about to give you my book recommendations to help you out in your time of quarantine. First book, Black Goats Motorcycle Club. I cannot recommend this book enough. My uh, miswriting and I did a review on it. I know I've mentioned it at least two other times. Black Goat or Black Goats Motorcycle Club. I guess I could look it up. If I had it in front of me, I'm out in space. I don't. Um, but yeah, you got to check it out. It is um, It's really good. And there's a podcast too, if you're too dumb to read, which I know some of you guys probably are. A couple of you gals even. Um, the other one, Big uh, Tokyo Motorcycle. Big Motorcycle Tokyo. Big Tokyo Motorcycle, I think it's called. Uh, I was reading that right before I got launched out here. And I plan to continue when I get home. That book, it's a little weird. It's a little, it's, it's interesting. Let's say that the, the writer really knows how to go off on some tangents. Um, pardon me. And then I don't know. The story is really interesting though. It goes from crazy. Um, it's just called big motorcycle, a Tokyo story actually by P Wait, what's his name? PJ? No, I think it's FJ Logan. Uh, Big Motorcycle, A Tokyo Story by uh, FJ Logan. It goes from insane to crazy and back again. It takes place in Japan. And if you've ever watched Japanese animation, you know that it can start out pretty tame and then just get like balls to the wall crazy. So uh, be prepared for that. And then what's another one I would recommend? Um, Those are probably my two favorite ones that I've read. Uh, And then I read this one called um, Mimi and Moto. Ride the Alphabet and Mimi and Moto Motorcycle Monkeys. Uh, I don't think those are available digitally. I'm not 100% sure, but they sure are available if you call up old creative writing. Uh, give us a, give us a buzz. 740-563-2858. Say junkie. Uh, well, when I get back home, I wanted some stickers and a book. And I'll be like, yeah, you do. And I'm going to send you one. Because the post office is still open. And I'm allowed to mail some mail. And I'm allowed to ride my motorcycle there to do it. Yes, God. I hope I can figure out how to get back home. And in the meantime, what I say earlier, ride an asteroid. 